The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Greed is right. Greed works. Greed clarifies, cuts through, and captures the essence of the evolutionary spirit. Greed in all of its forms. Greed for life, for money, for love, knowledge, has marked the upward surge of mankind. And greed, you mark my words, will not only save Teldar paper, but that other malfunctioning corporation called the USA. Thank you very much. The unmistakable sound of Michael Douglas's Gordon Gecko in Oliver Stone's Wall Street. So on Inside Hollywood this week, we're going to have a look at that brilliant director, Oliver Stone. Three Academy Awards to his name throughout a storied career with movies like Platoon, Natural Born Killers and, of course, Wall Street. For more on Oliver Stone, we're joined in studio by TV host and executive producer of Spotlight, Lisa Cannon. Lisa, good morning. Oh, good morning. It's a goodie this morning, Oliver Stone. I mean, that opening clip from Michael Douglas, what a voice, first of all and the embodiment of greed in his playing of that. And speaking of when you said about his voice, did you know that Michael Douglas worked with a speech instructor actually on breath control to kind of get that rapid fire dialogue? Because he was smoking 40 cigarettes a day at the time. And maybe that's what we're hearing. (laughs) Now tell me about Oliver Stone. Where born? To what kind of family? Well, Oliver Stone, he's such an elusive character and I think he's a phenomenal director. One of my all-time favourites and I think people don't know enough about him. So kicking off with, of course, he's 76 years of age actually now, born in New York City um, and he's got another birthday coming up in September but he's known for all these provocative his politically charged films everything from Platoon right through to The Doors which we'll speak about later. But his dad Louis Stone was a stockbroker. That's right. He comes from a very affluent family in New York. Um, A very kind of unusual circumstance for a film director because normally they draw on their own personal experiences which I know Oliver did. But he really came from a a large family and also his mother was French which a lot of people don't know. Jacqueline, French born and they divorced early on. So of course this primarily affected him and he was raised then again by his mother. But he grew up on the Upper East Side of Manhattan and attended all these elite schools. So Trinity School, not to be confused with Trinity College, uh, the Hill School, a prestigious boarding school in Pennsylvania and although he struggled with dyslexia it was one of the key elements that he felt was the pinpoint and the pinnacle and how he changed his writing as a screenwriter so it made it a little bit more challenging but he muddled through and his early influences were everything from Orson Welles to Stanley Kubrick which of course we know Clockwork Orange but he became very entrenched in the political engagement of what was going on at the time yeah. Now he, he, went to, he went to university in spite of dyslexia and yeah. all of that he went to Yale He went so, to Yale so He was a good student He was a phenomenal student and uh, you know he dropped out after a year. I think he always had, he said in many interviews which I was researching, he said he's always struggled with his own faults and his own misdemeanours. So when he went to Yale he stayed for a while, he did his best but then he, he, he just dropped out. He wanted to enlist in the United States Army and he went in as an infantry um, He went to uh, Vietnam. In, in, infantry man in the Vietnam War and it was an experience of course that we would all know would greatly influence his life as seen in Platoon which was semi-autobiographical really. Yeah and also uh, born on the 4th of July was also influenced by the fallout from the Vietnam War. Which is an incredible movie. If anyone has to pick something to watch over the weekend, that is one of my favourites, of course, starring Tom Cruise. Now, but Now, how did he get his start? Everybody wants to know, yes, indeed, because um, he, he kind of almost was like launched into all these big, heavy movies. But he actually started uh, with a smaller movie, a horror movie called Seizure, which was a thriller slash nightmare movie about some characters that uh, they revisit them late at night. So it's kind of a, a bad B-list horror movie. 
movie, essentially. And he'd been involved in the film industry in many other capacities, not only as a director starting out, as, but also more as a young writer, writing short films, documentaries, including The Last Year in Vietnam, back in 1971, and Salvador in 1986, which of course was based on his experiences, as we said, as a journalist during the Salvadorian Civil War. Yeah. So, so how did he hit the big time? What was the movie that, if you like, made him? For me, um, I think because obviously he was moving into more of a general sphere after he went into horror, but it was Natural Born Killers. People will remember that movie. It was extraordinary controversial it was banned in many countries and uh, you know Quentin Tarantino was originally going to take over the directorial of that but actually Oliver Stone went for it and that really was the catapult moving on then to his bigger movies like Platoon and also JFK. Now JFK um, was controversial in itself because he he tried to stick he said to as much was known historically but he really had his own thesis on what happened. Absolutely um, Oliver Stone <laughs> is not a man to be uh, I suppose challenged and really at the National Press Club about the movie back when it was released um, someone asked him if he meant to insinuate that the government were involved in the assassinations of Martin Luther King and of course Robert Kennedy as well as JFK's and he replied with simple one word answer Yes. He's an extraordinarily controversial character anyway. Even the movies that he has done from The Doors, which people felt didn't really mirror Jim Morrison well, mixed reviews, but also to kind of the more important ones that I love and know, which is Wall Street. Now, let's talk about uh, JFK and the performance of Kevin Costner. We're going to hear a bit of Kevin in a moment. Yeah, well, Kevin um, at the time was a very hot actor. Everybody knew from Dances with Wolves and many of the other movies. Of course, he went on to make a lot of bummers, as we all know. But um, there's actually a beautiful part with the dialogue, monologue that we're going to hear now in a minute that Kevin Costner actually leaned in a little bit harder than he even realised because the speech actually is 16 minutes long. Imagine trying to remember 16 minutes of dialogue. But he thought that the one take was necessary for the speech which he did he did it in one take and then also he cries at the end so those real tears choking him up as the character of Jim Garrison are real because the weight of what he was meant to be saying became emotional and the speech was not scripted that way the truth is the most important value we have because if the truth does not endure if the government murders truth if, it, if we cannot respect the hearts of these people and this is not the country in which I was born in and it's certainly not the country that I want to die in Tennyson wrote Authority forgets a dying king. This was never more true than for John F. Kennedy, whose murder was probably one of the most terrible moments in the history of our country. You, the people, the jury system sitting in judgment on Clay Shaw, represent the hope of humanity against government power. In discharging your duty, and bringing the first conviction in this house of cards against Clay Shaw, that's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Do not forget your dying king. Show this world that this is still a government of the people, for the people, and by the people. Brilliant uh, from Kevin Costner. Now, in terms of historical accuracy or otherwise, in terms of JFK uh, criticisms there and his own belief the government was involved. Mm. Um, but in other movies, um, he was also criticised for maybe not quite getting the history right. Absolutely. So we have films like Nixon back in 1995 and of course the absolute flop Alexander 2004 starring our own Colin Farrell. Yes, he faced lots of criticism for the portrayal of kind of these historical figures and events because critics have taken issue with the historical accuracy of what he did. Now, although he's an absolute avid researcher, people felt that he took liberty. You know, the 
these extensive research projects kind of pr- promoted conspiracy theories also as well in films like JFK because that was fictionalised. So he's had a lot of critique for that and he has a lot yeah. of political views that people don't agree with. Yeah, I'm surprised that Colin Farrell survived the Alexander movie. <laughs> he always <laughs> talks about it. In fairness, he always slates it. So I don't and know how the, that And the late Mick Lally made a cameo <laughs> appearance uh, I think leading some donkeys or horses onto, I don't know if you remember that. When I watched it in the cinema, there was uproarious laughter because Mick was known as Miley, you see, from Glen Road. That's right. And uh, everyone just laughed and laughed and laughed. When well, it was a good the, premiere, the, actually. The, I remember the, being here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Other things criticised for objectification of women. Yeah, so this is another thing that, sadly, because I think for Oliver Stone, back when he made all these incredible movies, he kind of had the Hollywood era in the palm of his hand. He was an incredibly eclectic director, but the treatment of female characters have, you know, he's come under fire for all of it. Some, like, for example, let's talk about Basic Instinct in 1992 or Any Given Sunday, because of, obviously, the portrayal of the female characters. They are objectified and they are stereotyped. So, yeah, he's been shut out slowly of Hollywood which is difficult and he wrote a brilliant novel uh, all about himself or I suppose an autobiographical book and spoke about his own beliefs but he talked about his substance abuse and his recovery as well so people feel that he's kind of gone off grid as a director but I still love him anyway well, So Clint Eastwood's still going uh, Oliver Stone come back come back Oliver we need you we need some good movies Lisa, Lisa thank you very much uh, for joining us executive producer of Spotlight and uh, TV host Lisa Cannon uh, thank you very much The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.